Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back, guys. Very excited. My bestie is back from Dubai. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Do I sound amazing? <laughs> oh, because you're using the new mic? Yeah, you do, yes, actually. This mic that like showed up at my house unannounced. Yeah, so, yeah, so well, the last time we did the podcast together, you uh, mentioned that uh, you wanted to get a decent mic and you're hoping to to uh elbow your husband into ponying up the dough and then i feel guilty because you've been doing all these podcasts for free <laughs> not that not that i'm getting paid either but i know right but it's still you know time served so i'm like all right you know there i'll send you one and we'll sound better and then that's i could so nice. and because they're really nice mics it'll really pick up the sound of your phone going off so i think that's <laughs> exciting i'm really glad that we're doing this today because i have the hiccups so. It'll pick up every sound. If you break wind, it's going to hear it. So if you got all that one to go, let it go, man. Damn. All right. Well, what's funny was that the the day that it came, um, we had just spoken about. Matt was like, I don't know what to get you for Christmas. Like, really? You can just tell me there's something you want. And I was like, I kind of want a podcasting mic. And it showed up at the house that day. And he thought that I ordered it. And he was so mad. He was like, what the f-? Nice. I was like, no, I swear. I swear I didn't buy it for myself. Wow, I should have uh, I should have addressed it from you. That would have been even better. Oh my god, I would have been in such trouble. And unfortunately, I haven't met your husband yet, so I don't feel like I can do things to get you in trouble with him. I mean, you uh, can. It'll be fine either way. Yeah, no. Eventually, I'll meet him. I'll get a, I'll get a chance to do that, but yeah. uh, we'll see. So, are you totally and utterly jet lagged from yeah, Dubai? Oh, uh, my body has no clue what the fuck time it is right now. No, that's like, how long? Is, that's a crazy flight, right? How long is it? Uh, it's fourteen hours coming back, and then. Oh. I like didn't exactly plan well to get from like the Boston airport to my place in Rhode Island. So I landed and got my luggage and went through customs and I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, you didn't have somebody pick you up or what was the problem? I don't know. Like some, someone was supposed my dad was supposed to, and then like that kind of got all messed up. So I ended up taking the train home, which was fine. Is that? Oh uh, yeah, that's being, he's being, a, he's, he's in a mood. I had a, a work thing over at the house today and had all these people here and it was very loud and there was some drinking involved and he's really out of sorts. He's really oh, annoyed. Gosh. So, uh, I, I actually, yeah. yeah, serious. Hi. I can, I can hold him and pet him like a, like I'm a bond villain. It's going to be great. <laughs> nah, you look like a bond bond chick is what you look like. <laughs> I did this the other day. I was, I did a podcast while you're out with uh, Ben Jawalski from wad prep and Bean came over and, and to Ben's credit, he didn't say a damn word. Like Bean jumps in my lap and starts purring. Like, if you go back and listen to the podcast, you can hear like that slight purr that cats do, you know? And I was sitting there just stroking him like a Bond villain the whole time. Ben didn't say a, a peep. I don't know if he was scared to or or, or what. It was, was really like, funny. Oh, this guy's like really into his cat. I don't know. Yeah, this guy's weird. He's creepy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you should already know I'm weird and creepy. I mean, yeah. So instead of talking about my cat, let's talk about Dubai. So, yeah, uh, so it looked fun. like a fun event. It was really cool. It was my third year there, and I think every year it gets better and better, and this year was just sort of like tops. It was really cool. The Canadians dominated. Yeah, they crushed it. That was really good. Strong work. And um, and my freaking Brent and um, Vellner, like, back and forth the entire weekend. It was really fun to watch. I have to say, like, it made it <laughs> it's gonna sound bad but like it made it way more fun that matt fraser wasn't there only because the race for first was so flippy floppy the whole time um and some really interesting characters that i did not necessarily expect to be in like the top six or top 10 throughout the weekend were so it was it was fun it was just a less dominated race 
Your, your little uh, Russian man crush came in third, right? Roman? Why is he my Russian man crush? I don't know. Every time we talk, you talk <laughs> about you love Roman. Like this, I you love know, Roman, but it's, I have it's a lot okay. Of, I will, hold on. Let me read. I have a lot of CrossFit crushes. Roman is not one of them. Oh, come on. You love talking about him, and it's fine. I'm not judging you. He's great. You want to quote me on the crushes, get them right. Oh, who are they? Um, well, at, in Dubai, I have a huge, huge girl crush on Jason, Jason Smith. Okay. Yeah. And he crushed it. He was really impressive. He was in the top 10. He was in like fifth or sixth place for a while up until some of the last events. Um, and those last events really threw a wrench into everything. I don't know if you saw the programming, but it was like, I saw the video of him nearly dying under the bar. Oh, wasn't that awful. But just all, all things considering, I mean, he's an older athlete. He's a family man. He's got three kids, like relative to life. He is so impressive to me and how well he performs consistently. And, you know, he, he could go masters and he could, do all that like a normal 36 year old dude. Um, but he's still hanging with the big dogs. And I, think <laughs> I love it. You made him sound like he's ancient. You're like, Oh, he's 36. What a miracle. <laughs> I mean, what a miracle. The, look at all the young kids coming out <laughs> who like now have been doing this for the last few years. So they've been doing it since they were like 14. They're like 19 or 20. They have the friggin' stamina of a child. Like, I don't know. I'm 31 and I like want to go to bed. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, look, I get it. He's 36. I'm, you know, 49, 39, for God's sakes. 39. Yeah. I'm going to go with yeah. 39. Yeah. I'm going to go with 29 forever. <laughs> I'm about to punt my cat though. Cause now his I, assholes in my face. I, his assholes kind of in my face. Actually. I know he's, yeah. he, he's such a jerk. Um, and, and then Sarah put up her second win in a very short season. Isn't that rad? She's back, man. She's totally back. And like the intensity that she had before she had her injury, before she had her injured rib, um, I think is totally back to like when she believes that she can do it, then she can do anything. Um, and when she is in her own head or worried about her health or, you know, has other things on her mind like that, then it's harder for her to dominate. But I really think she's back and she was so much fun to watch all weekend. And she was fun to interview and fun to be around. And she seems, really, really seems cool. almost damn near unbeatable right now. I mean, I hate to say that, like, you know, because we haven't seen T or anybody else compete yep. yet. But, yeah, man, point. like, back-to-back <laughs> competition is just dominating. Yeah. And it was, like, she had a, a really strong competitive field behind her, too. So it's not like it was easy for her to win because she was the only great athlete out there. And that's the, – the field was deep <laughs> for everyone. The field was really deep. And uh, Sam Briggs, who, you know, as long as we're going to call Jason Smith a Masters, like, she truly – Oh, I was yeah. just like left it out on the line year after year after year and just continues yeah. to qualify, man. She's just a beast. She's got like a damn near broken foot right now too. Yeah. Her broken foot's fitter than my whole body. It's probably got yeah. abs. Yeah. Her- <laughs> Seriously. She like is so used to being broken and like pushing through that kind of pain. Like I can't even tell you how many interviews I've done with her where she's like, Oh yeah. Like I broke my foot or I broke my toe or like my ribs are cracked. What, do, what can you do? Like, when she's at a hundred percent, that's dangerous. Well, there's one. See, I told. See how clear it sounded. It's off. My it sounded so off. clear, so clear on the new microphone. I don't know what to do. What so- What everyone missed is we we're setting up this podcast. Not only were you late to the meeting because you had to figure out the microphone, but then you didn't know where to put in your headphones. I'm like, don't you do media for a living? Like, this is your career. <laughs> Listen, Jesus this Christ. is more different than like the earpiece I have to wear when I'm on the air. Yeah, well, I won't deny that you know my whole my show, whole show is a shit show, so it only makes sense. But my whole life is a shit show. So. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, that was anyway, good. That was, was, that was really appropriate. Fun. Yeah. And uh, the team competition was also wicked fun. It was sort of like a back and forth between the Misfit P10 performance team and the We Got Cake team, which is Wynn's best team name, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no uh, doubt. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I almost feel like I should text you just to make it go off more. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's literally like it's the app. The messages app isn't even open. I, I need everyone that listens to this to send Nikki a DM on Instagram and explain how an iPhone works. Okay. This is not hard. It's not. It's anyway. Yeah, um, so the Misfit team, I, I'll be honest. I was a little surprised. Misfit, Misfit team won. And don't get me wrong. Like, you know, it's Travis Williams team. And Travis is amazing. And, yeah. And a really, really cool dude. But come on, though. We got cake team is Alex Smith's team. Jessica Griffith, like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are loaded for bear, and uh, I, I honestly thought that uh, we got cake would would dominate, and then they, they came in second. I mean, but not by much. I mean, it was it was really really close, and you just you just had really two really great teams sort of battling it out. Um, I gotta tell you though, if you go back and you if you want to watch any of the events, the worm events with the the Misfit P10 performance team, I mean they move that worm like a it's like a thing of beauty to watch. I mean it stayed straight almost the entire time, like no matter what they were doing, and it was just right, that's hold, hold on. hard. I, that is hard to do. What that's Sorry, what she said. Hard. Sorry, I just I couldn't I couldn't not you were just going on and on about how straight and hard it was and like damn it. <laughs> It was like, have you ever have you ever used a worm? You have. <laughs> no, actually, I've been around them. I've, they're too heavy for me to pick up. I, this is a good example, though. I think we talked about this last time we were together of the difference between we were talking about Froning's team, if I remember right, but a team that practices together and a team that maybe isn't together all the time. And I'm right. speculating because I don't know squat about Travis's team if often they're together, but I know Danny, Alex, and Jessica, and Cody are not together. Right, right. I mean, yeah. they all live in different cities, so they all, they all the Misfit team lives in different cities as well. But obviously, they get together to do this to rehearse together as a team a little bit more often than the others do because they are trying to get to games as a team. Remember that we got cake team uh, wants to win and wants to collect prize money and wants to have a really good time and practice for their season, but they are all trying to go individual. Right. They are not trying to go to the games as a team. So even if the the Misfit team had come in second, this they still would have punched their ticket to games at DCC. Um, <clears throat> but still. It was it was fun to watch and and watching them move on the worm was really really impressive, and um, you know the programming was by the one and only Rich Froney, so he yeah he knows what to do when it comes to teams and how they should operate how they should communicate and it was it was really cool he was there so it was cool to talk to him about that well so let's talk about the, who qualified then so obviously Brentson now so Brent was right if I'm remembering right and I I don't have the because we don't plan for the shit. I don't have it in front of me, but if I remember right, Brent was below the blue line before, so he's in. Right. He's in. And actually, technically, there's a really good article on uh, the Morning Chalk Up to explain why he's not getting his games invite through here, actually. It seems like he would, because you're right, he was below the blue line, but <clears throat> considering the people above the blue line, and this is still a little bit speculation because HQ ha hasn't finalized their you know, penalties and final lists and all that junk from the open yet. Even though I think they were supposed to today or yesterday or something like that. Um, I haven't seen any final words, but assuming that the leaderboard is what it is and nothing else is coming down the pipeline, there are just enough people above him who made it in the cut 
who are either going team or are national champions or whatnot, that he actually more than likely will be bumped up into the qualifying spot from the open, which means that hopefully, fingers crossed, the actual invite from DCC will go to Tola Marquinho. Which okay. is so rare. <laughs> he finished ninth. I know. <laughs> wow. So yeah. all, and it's the amazing. first sanctional. So talk about backfills and like who's going to go to what event and like who's actually going to qualify is going to be really cool. Jesus, I'm so confused. This I know. Is a, every year this happens. Fun. Like the same thing last year. It's like, <laughs> all right, but you know, after you qualify through the open, then we have to take the fourth redhead. As long as he finished <laughs> on an odd number. But if he's not an odd number, he had to have been born between February and April. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just so confusing. Scorpios only. Scorpios only. Um, <laughs> but honestly, though, I don't know how much you know about Tola. Like, he's such a cool athlete to watch. He, like, can lift any bar. I mean, basically, not a big deal. He clean and jerked 173 kilos. I, mean, I, I know I'm American, so sorry. I don't, I don't have any idea. What I know it's 2.2 times 173. 173 so. times 2.2. It's 380.6 pounds. That's it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He can lift like any bar. Um, he's an awesome athlete. He was on the Invictus Boston team last year and just like a super cool dude. So I'm very, very excited to see him. Oh, I've seen him. Individual. Yeah. I mean, I've, I saw that Invictus Boston team a couple of times. So yeah, I've, he also I'm sure has, I've seen him. He's got the heaviest recorded snatch in CrossFit competition history, which I think he made at the DCC last year as well. Yes, I absolutely have seen him there. Uh-huh. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of fit. He's kind of fit. Um, and he's been a team athlete, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him compete as an individual. Dubai was awesome, dude. That was great. Yeah, here's the other one that um, shocked me. Yes. Lef- Lefty, our boy Lefty. How do you pronounce I can't pronounce it. Give it up. What is that it? Is. Yeah. What did he finish in the open? Like third? Yeah. Yeah, he finished 25th in this. Yeah. Weird, right? I mean, so weird. that's what a lot of people seem to be saying. I mean, if I remember right, there's a lot of scrutiny over some of those reps in those videos. And yeah. just, look, I mean, people are allowed to have a bad competition. I'm just saying it just seems weird that, you know, you destroy all these people in the open and then you get into a live competition and finish 25th just seems odd. But. Yeah, and obviously some people are better in qualifiers than they are live. Some people are better, uh, you know, live than they are in qualifiers. It is what it is. But definitely, all things considering, not not a good look. Not a good look. Not, I want to be clear. I did not just accuse him of cheating. For the record, I don't. I, I it, as I thought back on him, like I kind of sounds like I just accused him of something. I don't. I didn't intend to do that. I, what I meant by it's weird is I think sometimes people push that line. Um, in a like an open recorded competition like they're going to take it right to the edge and then in a competition where you're being judged those reps are different like they right. definitely feel different and i mean we've all done the open like they do feel different between yeah. when someone's staring at you and mm-hmm. and when you're kind of doing it on your own dime and uh well, i think it's hard because a lot of people were keeping an eye on him so to speak right like a lot of people who were skeptical of his videos or his reps in the open were like all right man let's see what you got and i think that I wish that we didn't do that because, you know, we're a little bit, should be a little bit more of a community and all that. But at the same time, like this is a competition, this is people, people's careers on the line. So um, I, I do understand the scrutiny in that respect. And I just, you know, he performed really well. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, like this is like me, the fat kid at home, like eating <laughs> watching really fit people being like, you suck. Yeah, don't believe me, it was. 
Yeah. It wasn't an accusation of his fitness. And right, we saw this right. happen last year. Sean Sweeney, uh, if I remember right, at Wadapalooza got his ass kicked and then turned around the very next weekend, flew out to South Africa and finished Africa first. And finished you know? Yeah, so <laughs> got his ass kicked. He no. did. He got his ass kicked. He knows he yeah. did. I love Sean. Sean's amazing, and he's a funny dude, but he did. He got whipped at Wadapalooza. I mean, that happens to athletes sometimes. You just have a bad day, bad week, yeah, bad workout, well, you know, yeah. whatever. 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 Yeah. But they're, it all, was still, they're all fitter than me. So. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm fitter than I'll ever be. <laughs> so on, on the women's side, so obviously Sarah was already in. So who's yeah. getting the – Sam's getting the invite, right, Sam Briggs? Sam's getting the invite from here, yeah, which is the same as last year, which is just really funny because when we did the interview at the end of everything, she was like, you know, I just came in with no expectations and you know, I've been injured and all this stuff. I'm like, girl, this is the same conversation that we had last year. Like last year she had – zero expectations of winning. She had gone masters the previous year. She didn't know where she was at. She just wanted to see if she could win some money to go compete in Australia. That was her plan because Dubai has great payouts. I think literally just for going, you get like 1500 bucks or a thousand dollars or something like that. So they're trying to help people get there by at least making sure that they get their flights covered or something like that. And then the winning, um, the winning money for each event is great. And then sometimes randomly they'll bump it up. Like it was three grand if you won an event, but then some were randomly like five or 10. And then top three got money, top six got money, top 10, like all the, there was a decent payout. So she just wanted to get some cash to move ahead in the competition and fund some of her trips and ended up winning. Same exact thing. She was like, I had no expectations. I didn't know that. And at that point I was like, I think maybe you should assume you're going to win. <laughs> Well, she, I think she should always assume she's going to win. What were, the, what were the crowds like? Every time, every video, I didn't, i be honest, I didn't watch a lot of the streaming, but the ones I watched, it looked like the crowds were kind of thin. Were they or was it busy? It was um, busier than I've seen it in the past. It's definitely been, it was the busiest year I've seen so far. I think it's tough to see on the live stream. This is a really big stadium and there's a decent amount that doesn't get on camera like the vip section which is also like the shady section so i think people pay extra for that seating because it's hot down there um never gets on camera because it starts way higher than the rest of the stands um but that section is always packed and then the sides that are in the sun are a little bit thinner but it's the, it's been the busiest year i've seen so far it definitely never felt um quiet or boring in the stadium which was yeah. cool well, every video I saw, you know, the streaming that I was watching, uh, the stadium looked amazing. I'm sitting there looking at it going, man, if every competition had those kind of facilities, it'd be just a blast to go to. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It was really neat. I don't know. I don't know what I expected of Dubai, but every year I've gone back, I have just been so pleasantly surprised by the experience there. And I really, really like that area. And I really like like vacationing and it's, it's wild. It's just such a cool mix of old school like you know cultural experiences that are so different from my own that i find them fascinating and i really enjoy like immersing myself in that old world culture and at the same time on the other hand it's like futuristic and kind of vegasy and kind of crazy in that respect so you like that know. old world culture where women can't drive that's no always. not like not like that <laughs> i just think it's interesting to be like find a way to be respectful of something so different from what i'm used to you know yeah. Um, and even just like what they wear and how they speak and all that, like, it's just, it's a different world. And I find it really fascinating. And I like, I don't know, I like kind of like being the minority for once right. and being like, oh, what, what else is out there? And what, 
how hey, do I act in this environment? That, that was a little bit of a rude joke about women can't drive. I will say <laughs> I know that. I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say that, you know, just for the record, Dubai is a much different country than a lot of the Middle East. And the, I don't really know the guys that put on this event, but a couple of them follow me, including the director. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, it's a really kind of an amazing event. And the, at least the ones I've talked to have been nothing but accommodating, just, you know, kind of really kind of amazing people in their own right. Best Be I can tell. All the jokes you make, because I made a joke on Craig Ritchie's video about like being offended that I was Canadian, which was so obviously a fucking joke. I cannot roll my eyes hard enough. And the number of people who have commented on my Instagram to be like, why so mad about being called Canadian? You should stop interviewing (laughs) Canadian athletes if you don't like us. I like, oh my God, roll my eyes into the back of my head. First of all, that was a perfect (laughs) Canadian accent. Thank you. Hurt like spot fucking on. Oh my god, A, like I can't believe you don't like us and all the moose that we have here, eh? Uh, Like, first of all, I lived in northern Maine, so I was basically Canadian. Basically. Second of all, it was obviously a fucking joke, so everybody relax. Look, everyone people are nationalistic. They they are proud of where they came from. Canadians are particularly proud. I made a joke once, uh, the page was brand new, and I made um, a joke about Canadians. And I said, Canadians were the biggest alcoholics on the planet. That was my joke. And the Canadians were very proud that I made that joke. They were like, yeah, we absolutely are. <laughs> well, the Australians that follow me were fucking pissed. I got hate mail. And I don't mean like people going, oh, hey, that was, you, you know, we're the biggest drunks. No, I mean, they were like calling me the worst names in the world, like legit mad that I didn't think Australians were the biggest alcoholics. I had to issue a fucking public apology oh to God. all of Australia that... <laughs> They were actually the biggest drunks. I'm like, I can't believe this is what it's come to. I have to apologize for not calling you an alcoholic. Okay. What is happening? Yeah, I can do that. But just like you said, like people are nationalistic. So that was just my joke. He was like, aren't you Canadian? And I was like, "Ah, you think I'm Canadian? I'm offended. (laughs) That's literally all I said. And that is all it took for people to come out of the woodwork online. So I don't even know how you handle. You should should ask Craig if he was Irish or something. I mean, he's, you know, he's British. So it would have been, well, aren't you from Ireland? Aren't you? No, I wouldn't want people to send him hate mail. I'm not about that life. Well, so this is the difference between Greg's page and saying stuff on this podcast with me. People actually listen to Greg. (laughs) People don't even, when I said, I was like, I don't even have that many followers. Like, why are you on my page? Craig has a gigantic following. He has a ridiculously big following. So you got, you do have to be careful what you say on his page. But now I I feel like next time. No, I just think when I, I'm going to see him at Wadapalooza and I, when he puts me on the air, I think I'm going to go, I'm not fucking Canadian just to see what happens. Please do. And just see yeah, what happens. I will. People are I, like, you shouldn't even interview Vellner. Yeah. Well, speaking of Vellner, I talked to him. I think we talked to him like at the same time he posted in his um, story, a, a picture of his uh, P test he had to take, he had to take a drug <laughs> test. Yeah. And for the record, I think if I remember right, the photo looked like it had some drops on it. I'm just saying, but uh I messaged him and said, Hey, I really appreciate you posting this because I, you know, I hear all the time people saying the top athletes don't get tested. And I, you know, I think transparency is important, you know? So like it was a rare time. I'm not telling him he's pale and he messaged back and, and um, he said, yeah, five of them got tested. It was him, Brent, BK and Travis Mayer all got tested, you know, which I thought was really cool to hear. Like, I mean, those are all recognized big names in the sport. And so for everyone out there that's going, Oh, the big names don't get tested. CrossFit doesn't want these guys to get busted. You can all suck it because at least at you know this event, the top athletes, including two that were on the podium, got tested. Yeah, and prior to being on the like, podium, 
they didn't have like a ton of notice and they were just like, they had to be ready. And I think it was like probably wildly inconvenient. It was like early morning. Yeah. It was like day one of the competition. It wasn't like they, you know, after they made the podium, they tested them. They were testing them prior to, you know, and yeah, which I think is great. I mean, I think it's proof that, you know, they're going to test people. Now we can, you know, have a separate debate at some other time about, you know, timing of testing and all that jazz, but they're getting tested and they don't know what's coming, you know, and these are the top athletes. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think he's rad. Yeah, I also uh, apparently he doesn't have good aim. I mean, best oh, I can tell. Him and I did not talk about that. I cannot no, confirm. You should ask. No, Pat. Why do Canadians not tap it off, buddy? Come on, <laughs> it's a triple tap. This is an easy thing to know. It's probably a Canadian thing. Uh, you know, can- probably Canadian, Canadians do like a single tap or a double tap. I don't know. Probably, probably you should call them out on it and see what happens. But yeah, but we should ask that next on oh, next time on the sideline. Somebody comes in and wins. Hey, Pat, real quick. Congratulations on your event win. Single, double, or triple tap, which is it. How you sucks. shake that off, huh? <laughs> Jeez. I am running out of questions, so. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a fun event, and I'm glad yeah, you're back. It was good. I'm glad, I'm glad to be back. I always get, like, post-event blues, and I think anyone who attends a CrossFit competition can relate. Um, even if you're just a spectator, but for me, obviously working the event and, you know, working with the crew that I only get to see a few times a year is always such a bummer to leave. So I always get like post event blues to be home, but you know what, after a 14 hour flight, um, being home uh, with my husband and my dogs is very lovely. So. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're excited to have you back. I mean, you've had the little family crisis. No, it wasn't little. I mean, a oh, big family God. crisis right before you left. I know. Wasn't that wild? And I didn't even have a chance to see you. Like, we've been like, planning on hanging out in Cleveland this whole time and I had to bail. You burned that house down intentionally, didn't you? A hundred percent. Yeah. I was like, I really don't want to hang out with John this weekend. I get that. You're not the first woman to burn something down (laughs) to get away from me. No, it was wild. We were at the airport uh, here in Rhode Island. We pulled into TF Green because we were both going to come on this trip to Cleveland to it for winter classic. And I was not only looking forward to seeing you and all the athletes and doing all the social media for the event, but I've been planning the event for a year. Like I've been doing all the marketing and then email marketing, social media. I built the website from scratch. Like I've been really involved with this local competition. And as we were parking to get on the plane, we got a call that my husband's family home had burned down. And I was like, uh, shit. Yeah. Now this is the house he grew up in. Yeah. Yeah. When he was like a little boy, he was here his whole life. Yeah, like his little like height marks on the walls in the oh. basement that were like burned down. So um, we were already packed for the weekend, already had a sitter at the house with the dog. So we just kind of bailed on the airport and drove up to Maine and tried to deal with that. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It looked like it, I mean, it went down to the ground, right? Like yeah. basically. Just such a rural area in northern Maine that they live in. So by the time anyone really saw like smoke even coming from the house, it was just totally torched and the whole thing is gone so his childhood bedroom tell me that they saved the spank magazines that he had <laughs> under the mattress from when he was a little kid i don't think they had any he's <sighs> in one of those rare situations mm-hmm. where him and his two brothers shared a room like up until he left does it matter <laughs> <laughs> does it matter for boys does that oh, really? matter at all yeah no 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 not at all i don't know it's like the simple life up there man Okay. Like keep t- simple country life. Does that make it worse? Actually, yeah. Keep telling <laughs> yourself have that. Him on the podcast to Just, talk about it. Yeah, you should well, ask him. You were growing up. How did you? He's probably gonna walk in the door at any second. Like you do not want to know what goes through the mind of a teenage <laughs> boy, at all, don't ever. Even, I'm not. Even, don't even tell me. Yeah, you don't um, want to know. 
But yeah, it was wild. It was just an accident, like a freak accident, chimney fire, um, which is such a super bummer. But, you know, it's a it's a rural area. Everyone heats their home with wood and these things happen. Just the definition of an accident. The worst part of everything is they lost their family dog in the fire, which is just like my heart breaks constantly oh. about that. Um, but the kindness of people online has been like, I, I burst into tears. He does too, like <laughs> on a daily, basically just being like, how are strangers that we don't know? So nice. It doesn't, <clears throat> doesn't even make sense. And I'm like getting emotional talking about it. It is amazing. Um, yeah. When you guys send it to me, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll drop something out in the story. And like, I put, I think I put something in the story first and I flipped over to check the GoFundMe and it had jumped like a thousand bucks, like almost immediately. And I'm like, Oh yeah. shit, I'm putting it on the page. Let's see. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> well, and to your point, like I had no expectations at all. I'm just like, you know, Hey, you know, if you guys want to, you guys know, Nikki, you know, give and yeah. man, people came in spades. Like wow. it was amazing. So cool. And some other big name athletes shared it. Like Noel Olson shared it. Like a couple of folks from the winter classic shared it. And um, I'm forever grateful because at first we thought, wow, like if we get a couple hundred bucks, like, you know, they can get something nice for themselves. You know, they can rebuild their home and maybe, I don't know, like buy like a big TV or something. That'll be nice. Um, and then a few days into it, we found out that the insurance check is not going to cover the cost of the rebuild itself. So it ends up being now like they actually really need that money in order to just get that house yeah. back, let alone like buy a couch and the pots and pans and like bullshit that you don't realize that you need because you've had it your whole life. Right. Um, so now I'm like, wow, that is oh, <laughs> really thankful. That is so necessary. Well, people don't consider this. I'm going to go in banker mode for a second because it's yeah, what I actually do for a living. But, uh, you know, I tell this to people all the time. It's like, you know, you, people think you're going to have, a, you know, if I have a tragedy, um, you know, insurance will cover it. And that's true. But what you've got to count for is that insurance isn't going to cut you a check the second your house burns down or floods. Right. They've got to do all their work. And oftentimes it's going to take six, eight, 12 weeks, you know, however long it takes to get the check. And so you've got to have a, a, a backup plan, whether it's a savings account or home equity account or, you know, something where you can access cash very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so this, you know, when you guys were able to do this with the GoFundMe, that's where I was looking at it. You know, the banker in me is like, this is great. Like, this is yeah. going to give them quick access to funds that they'll be able to get prior to getting that insurance check. And oftentimes, to your point, the insurance check doesn't even cover all of it anyway. Yeah, you know? it doesn't. And like, hats off to Maine. Like, the folks in Maine, and I used to live there as well. And I moved from Boston, where I think I got my cold heart of steel. Uh, <laughs> we're just like asshole New Englanders in, in Boston. Um, and I, when I first moved to Maine a few years ago, I was like, what is this magical place where people like look at each other and smile at each other on the street and like help each other out. And it's like weird and, um, totally flipped my, flipped my thinking on how people could be in New England and Northern Maine is just such a community driven area because it's quite rural. And like I said, people live a little bit more of a simple life and there's a lot of farmers up there and it's really, really neat environment. And the people in the community up there who have been just stepping up to help them out has been just like it's a thing of beauty and you don't see it a lot you really don't and it has given me a lot of hope in humanity that i think i've been missing for a little bit too so well i i would encourage anyone if you guys you know still uh feel so inclined i know nikki's not gonna ask but i'm going to <laughs> uh you, you can go to nikki's page and there's a gofundme link uh right there in her bio and uh obviously it's still you know kind of early in the process for her family so i would encourage everyone to you know if you feel so inclined and you think 
you really enjoy listening to Nikki's alarms go off on this podcast, that'd be a good reason to give. They could probably use the money to get you a silence for your phone. That would oh, yeah, uh, maybe. That'd be a good one. Yeah, um, it's right there in my bio right above the video where I make fun of Canadians. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> so speaking of the community, kind of, you know, along the same lines of tragedy, um, it's going to like really bring the podcast down, but I think it's an important topic. Uh, so we had a games athlete pass away this week, a young teenager, uh, uh, Jacob Morris, who finished seventh in the, I think he was in the under uh, 17 division. So he would have competed with Dolan Pepper who won. Mm-hmm. And some of those guys, he, um, so you think about it, I mean, he finished seventh, this is just August, just a few months ago. And they uncovered that he had a, a heart valve problem, did a replacement and uh, had complications and passed away at a young age. Really, really, really tragic. But, you know, what's come from that, um, it's just an outpour, like a unbelievable outpouring of support. He was part of um, uh, Cassidy Lance McWhorter's gym, mm-hmm. uh, CrossFit Water Slide, and not only has her gym been behind it, but um, you know I've had hundreds, I mean hundreds of affiliates sending me messages that they're doing a workout in his honor. Jacob Hepner reached out to me and and helped facilitate it, um, and people have just been giving ridiculous amounts of money to the family to help cover medical and funeral expenses and. Right. People don't realize that like those costs don't go away. Like they've suffered this awful tragedy and it would be great if that could just be like over for them. But unfortunately they have to deal with all of the repercussions of it sounds awful, but like paying for it. Like it's just so stressful on the family. Well, and this kid, um, you know, I, I would tell everyone you should go back and look at his bio. Cause if you want to see what real heroism and, inspiration looks like like go look at the posts he put in his final days like i read it and literally just sat there and sobbed like a baby reading it thinking man like this is a kid that i wish was my son you know like totally um just you know wise beyond his years um you know looked like he was just a really blessing to his friends he was very religious not that that has anything to do with you know these traits but you know was sharing his faith like kind of in his last days not knowing they were his last days you know just my point to that, just super mature and, and kind of kind hearted. One of his um, friends reached out to me and said, you know, he loved your page. You used to share your memes all the time. And I like, again, Aww. I started sobbing again. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Like I never got a chance to meet him, but um, anyway, kind of the same thing. Like the community is one of the many things that I love about CrossFit is that the community has just rallied together to support the family, to, to give and to help them you know, financially through what's a, a really horrible emotional time for them. Um, and, you know, so I mostly talk about it just to say thank you to everyone that's reached out and to, um, you know, to say that if you want to contribute to this or be a part of it, uh, there's a GoFundMe on my page. You can go to link in my bio. It's the top one. Um, and they've raised a ton of money so far, but it's kind of the same thing. Like these expenses don't really go away. Like, yeah. Those of you that have ever had medical expenses know that that's an industry that loves to keep charging. So I'm sure, I'm sure there will be more, and uh, it would be great if we could continue to help the family with that for sure. Yeah. But really, kind of a tragic thing. So I love seeing all the affiliates doing the workout in his honor. Yeah, it's really been so a. It's, cool. They have just uh, hammered me with messages. People doing it. I haven't done it yet. We're doing. Saxon and I are doing it on uh, Saturday. Oh, you are awesome. Yeah, he programmed it as a partner wide, which I'm happy with because I don't do that many muscle ups. Yeah, uh, but I'm going to, and I'm going to do this one RX to honor Whoa, Jacob. I'm going to honor Jacob. Like, the, look, this kid uh, fought hard in his last days, and and was a fantastic competitor. So yeah. you know, I feel like I owe it to him to 
at least go out there and attempt some bar muscle ups, whether I get them all or not. It's a completely different topic. <laughs> um, but yeah, the outpouring has been really, really, really fun and, and amazing to see. And, and actually there's, I put in my story, I guess I'll just add it since, um, since we're talking about it. See, Bean wants to talk about it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so a friend of the family actually sent me a message. And one thing that they're doing is, um, they're trying to collect emails uh, for the family and give them a message every day of next year as a remembrance. And so they're trying to get together like 306, at least 365 messages more if they can get them. Um, and so you can, if you want to send a message and what they're really asking for isn't, you know, kind of grief messages, it's really kind of support messages, uh, you know, so you could like share a Bible verse or memory of Jacob or, you know, a picture or, you know, a prayer or something like that. So, you know, we're not really looking for sympathy messages, like something kind of positive um, or different. And you can email those directly to the Morris family, 365 at gmail.com. And uh, I've, I've already sent my message in. Uh, I've talked to several games athletes that have already sent messages in. So, you know, hopefully we'll be able to help facilitate that and, and remember this young man all year long, because it should be, it's a really important thing to do. Yeah. What a cool thing to do for the family. What a cool thing to, you know, offer support and words of encouragement in time of need and a time of need that's not going away anytime soon, you know, like doing it for a whole year is definitely an undertaking and a really cool idea. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, you know, again, I think it's my favorite part of the community is that I've said this forever, like not that I don't care about the games, but games don't really mean anything like in the, in the span of life, you know, these competitions, you know, Dubai sounds like it was a blast, but it doesn't really mean anything. Like at the end of the day, you know, Fikowski walks away with a check and a trophy and good for him. He worked hard. He deserves it. But, you know, what really matters is what kind of person are you? What's your character? What are you leaving behind? And and I, when I think of CrossFit and the impact that it has on people's lives, like day to day and the relationships that people build, that's really kind of the big um, driving factor for me. In, in being involved in it, you know, yeah. um, and you can see it through these two events, which are obviously, you know, kind of wildly two different events, but, you know, just the caring that comes out from it on both ends is just, it's really, uh, it's just kind of awe-inspiring to me. Yeah. So sorry if I sound too human tonight, like I'll get back to my fart <laughs> jokes in a second, but. <laughs> no, but, uh, I was going to say, it's like, it's kind of a bummer of a, of an episode, but it's, it's so necessary because it's what's happening in our community and that's what's yeah. Well, in our last few moments, I'll bring the mood up by saying you missed me on the podium at the Winter Classic. No, come yes, on, second, second place. What? And you miss, and you missed me falling in front of the whole room. It was awesome. So I'm gonna give you a couple of funny stories from this event, right? So full disclosure, I was second out of three teams, but uh, <laughs> I was still second, bitch, still second. That so don't laugh at me. Counted. It absolutely counts. Um. So, yeah, so, you know, a few things that came from the weekend. So at one point, um, we're in the corral getting ready to go out. This is like the last event. And I'd done three events and full disclosure, man, I was exhausted. Like I am not built to compete, not even a little. You're going to do three. I thought you were only going to do one. I got suckered into them. And I did did the first one, RX, which is even worse. That was a total shit show. Let me give you, here's the full story. All right, so I did the first workout, RX. And it was the three girls, which is Diane first, and then you do Jackie, and then you do Grace. And it's a 16-minute time cap. Now, me and my buddy, we broke this thing up into parts, and we perfectly broke up Grace by not getting to it and doing it at all. because oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> completely, completely missed it. That'll just kind of explain what kind of a shit show the first one was. 
But fast forward to the third one. Um, I'm standing in the corral getting ready to go. And I come in wearing sweatpants. I have my shorts under my sweatpants. And I take them off and I go get in the corral. And I look down and my fucking shorts are inside out. Oh. Swear to God, pockets flared out. They're just inside out. Say, I thought you were going to say that when you, t- <laughs> when you took off your sweatpants that your shorts came off with them. No, no one could be that lucky. Oh my but my God. shorts were inside out, so I had to flip my shorts around before I got out. So I'm like sitting there freaking out because I got to undress in the corral. So that was fun. But I assume you wore boxers under your shorts. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I, had my, I had my thong on. I had my thong on. Corral. Yeah, I had my banana hammock on. It was fine. Perfect. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so I changed. Well, anyway, so I go. To, we go do the wad, and it's not a particularly difficult wad. It's you know burpees over the bar, and I forget what else it was. Oh, it was um, power clean first. Five minutes to establish a power clean. I PR'd it by fifteen pounds. Thank you Ooh, very much. Fifteen? Yeah, two hundred forty yeah. pound. Two hundred forty pounds, just like that. What? Like, yeah, two forty. That's that's real weight. That is real weight. That's some that's some big boy weight right there. Shit hurt too. I'm not gonna lie. It was ugly. The, some uh, games athlete took some video and I'm like, they like, do you want it? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> it's like, the, it's the ugliest left ever. Mm-mm. And you know, then they start asking you questions that are backhanded compliments. Christy Armo's like, do you ever squat clean ever? <laughs> you know, and I know what she's thinking is that was the ugliest fucking power clean I've ever seen. That was the subtext of the question. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was ugly. <laughs> uh, and then we do the wad and uh, we finish the burpees and I go to step over the bar. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I'm sitting there thinking, all right, all you got to do, John, is get your trailing foot over the bar and then you can run to the end, right? Yeah, sure. My trailing foot did not get over the bar. Oh, no. And so everybody sees that we're finished. And so they cheer. And so the whole crowd goes, yeah. And then boom, I hit the floor and the whole crowd goes, oh, (laughs) like together. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, it's the worst moment. Of course this happened to me. Of course. Yeah. I, po- I posted it my, uh, on my page, and Vellner commented. He came in and just said, sweet, sweet justice. That's all I said. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucker, I hate you. It was great. But otherwise, it was a really fun event. Um, we missed you, obviously. But, um, you know, a lot of, lot of fun, a lot of people, um, and just kind of a blast. And, yeah. and, I, and I got a podium pick, regardless of the number of people competing. So That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. So good. that was what you missed. Damn. Next year. Next year. Totally. I'll fall again just for you. Thank you. Just <laughs> That's for you. a real friend right there. I know, right? All right. Well, we're kind of out of time. What do you have coming up next? Is Waterpalooza uh, next for you? Uh, no. Next is, well, we're going to go to the um, Performance Summit. Yes. Damn, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm I got my shoes, too. We're going yeah, to the Under, the Under Armour Performance Summit. So we'll be podcasting from there. Totally forgot. That's going to be really cool. Um, Under Armour is doing some really cool things in the in the fitness space in general and in the functional fitness space too. So we'll get a firsthand look at all the things coming down the pipeline to tell everyone about. And then actually after that for me is Norway. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get some pictures while we're in uh, Baltimore doing the Under Armour thing. And then you can go do your Norway thing. You want to we'll, come? You want to come um, to Norway? I'd love to come to Norway, but I have a real job. I got to pay for some shit. So. I have a real job too. I don't know how I'm going to do all this. I don't know. I don't know. Good luck with that. I talk about CrossFit all the time. I don't want a big girl job. Yeah, well, I I can't help you. I don't know what to tell you. You're never going to get a big girl job doing this shit show. (laughs) So, All right. Well, it sounds like a plan. So you and I will be together. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a couple more podcasts in between now and then. But uh, that's what's coming up next for us. So 
Uh, with that, we'll wrap it up. So everyone, we appreciate you being on tonight. Uh, again, uh, kind of last message, uh, go to Nikki's page for a bio if you want to uh, help out uh, her family with the house that burned down. You can go to my bio if you want to contribute to the uh, Jacob Morris Fund. Uh, and with that, we appreciate you being on tonight and listening, and we will talk to you soon.